Good Morning BT with Bo Thompson and Matt Troutman. News Talk 1110 and 99.3 WBT. News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth here in the studio. Jim Zoki. We have David Chadwick. And tradition. It's a tradition we've started here. I like this. This is a... Not the first time we've done this, but I like that we're doing a recurring thing by just a few days before Super Bowl 58. We bring in Panthers long snapper J.J. Jansen back in the house. I like hey, the applause is fantastic. That is awesome. Well, look, uh, where do we even begin? Like, I, I want to begin with the Super Bowl, but really, I don't. I got we got to start <laughs> with the new coach and yeah. what's happened at Bank of America Stadium since uh, we last saw you. Uh, you know, <laughs> unfortunately, well, we had the same conversation last year, I, I think, because uh, <laughs> so so. How are things? Uh, things are good. I, I have not yet met the new coach. A uh, lot of lot of moving parts here. New general manager, new head coach, senior bowl. A lot of lot of moving parts. Staff is still being built over there, but. He's been hired for a week. I think the press conference was last week. Uh, Zoka, Zoka, last sure. Thursday. Did you get a few questions in? I didn't. Uh, I figured I'd let the, uh, the working media do there. that. I was there uh, <laughs> mainly as just uh, soaking in the, uh, the event. That there you go. And, and, and honestly, uh, he's, he's got a ton of energy. There's a ton of enthusiasm. You know, he, he worked 13 years, 14 years with Pete Carroll. At U, I think USC is certainly in Seattle. And uh, that's kind of Pete's thing. It's a ton of energy, enthusiasm, positivity. So I think that's going to be a really kind of cool environment for us to walk into next year. And, and look, when you, when you have a 2-15 and 15 season, you need to start being able to kind of build up culture and enthusiasm and positivity. And so I think he's the right man to be doing all those things. And uh, it'll, be, it'll be an exciting new time. Our, you know, our new GM, uh, Dan Morgan, he's been obviously with the organization, but mm-hmm. when you're not the one calling the shots, like, that becomes a, a new world, and so I'm excited to see how that all goes and, and building the team to the future. You know, David and I were talking, in the NFL, rebuilding is not three, four, five years. It's probably 18 months. Oh, one Panthers go 1-15. and 15. Two years later, they're in the Super Bowl. That's not uncommon in the NFL. Few right decisions, get the culture right. You're not that far away. I love that enthusiasm. Yeah, there you go. Positivity. Dave Canales is going to love you. That's right. Well, and, and it, look, it's the truth. I mean, you're, you're never that far away. And anyone that's telling you, hey, this is a forever rebuild, it's, it's just in the NFL, it's not. Other places, if you're, if you're coaching high school football and you, you got to get a whole new group of kids and, and a whole culture and bring people in, yeah, I get that. It takes a little bit longer. But in the NFL, between the draft, free agency, developing you know, pro athletes, uh, usually you're not that far away if you do it right. And it's not like we play in the strongest division. Either, no, no. So even, it should help. Uh, I think the the uh, the Buccaneers are 17-17 and 17 the last two years, and they've won the division twice. So if that tells you anything about kind of the lukewarmness of our division, uh, should give us hope because, again, first goal for every team in the NFL is win your division. You win your division, you have a home playoff game, you get in the tournament, anything can happen. So that's got to be our first goal. Um, from a, from a season long standpoint. So that's the voice of JJ Jansen, who's with us. And uh, like I said, it's becoming a recurring thing, which is nice. Heading into Super Bowl weekend, uh, he's also going to be on the David Chadwick show Sunday morning at eight o'clock for a, a long form version of this conversation. Yeah, we're going to talk about uh, the Super Bowl and some of his thoughts there. He's going to give his annual decision on what who he thinks is going to win. That's at the end of the show. Uh, but also, JJ is going to talk about you know his personal life and uh, a tragedy he went through in. 
in December when he lost his dad uh, suddenly to a heart attack and what life's been like as he and Laura, his wife, have had to deal with grief. And I just share some personal insights there as well. It's very meaningful for me. Well uh, said. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking at Tim Zoki. I thought you were jumping in with a, well, no, with a I, question. I, again, condolences. We talked about it during the season after that happened a few weeks after that. So about your dad, that's sorry about that. And you're great friends, obviously, with Greg Olson, who we all love as a mm, broadcaster yeah. as much as we loved as a player. And uh, and you guys, and you're friends with so many of, of the guys who played in the past as well. But any insight or thoughts about, obviously, he wants to keep doing broadcasting somewhere, I would think, right? Oh, yeah. he's he's Look, he's the best broadcaster in all of pro football um there's no there's no two ways about it i'm i'm biased but that is has nothing to do with the bias um he is fantastic he teaches he's entertaining he's educational um he and kevin burkhart had a tremendous vibe going back five years when they were doing xfl games they they were great together so whether whether he's on the number two team at fox this year as he's kind of waiting out his options or someplace else that Maybe doesn't have an opening yet. Look, he is the best in the game, and the NFL needs to make sure. And these one of these networks is going to make sure he's a number one guy calling playoff games. Because again, you can be a great broadcaster, but when the lights are on and it's fifty million fans on an NFC or AFC championship game or a Super Bowl, hundred million, yeah. you want your best broadcasters teaching the game. Look, there's a lot of Swifties out there. They're going to be watching a Super Bowl for the very first time. You want a guy like Greg Olson teaching the game to make it fun. It's good for the league and it's good for everybody else when there's more people into the game having fun but also learning. Because Look, the NFL, it's a complicated game, but he does a great yeah. job of breaking that down. You are my people because you're positive about the fact that Swifties are going to be watching, the fact that Greg Olson is amazing. I've got two Swifties at my house that are with wi- Yeah. My, my daughter, uh, Emily, who's seven, has been a 49ers fan the entire time. She's a big Christian McCaffrey fan. She is deeply struggling because she's been a 49er <laughs> fan from the beginning of this year. But Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays for the Chiefs. And so my right. nine-year-old daughter doesn't even know... She, I mean, she's not really dialed into the Chiefs stuff, but Taylor Swift's boyfriend plays for the Chiefs. And so right. that's, that's kind of how we're rolling. Well, JJ, on our show, you actually said that this is good for the NFL. It is. I mean, it's there are fantastic. a lot of people out there who go, oh, I got to deal with Taylor Swift another weekend and maybe even beyond. But you're saying it's good. I think it's a fantastic thing for the NFL. Look, we're in the entertainment business. The games are, we want games to be fun and entertaining. We don't want to see blowouts because people stop watching. And, all the marketing and all the business, it's good for everybody. So if they show her on TV for 57 seconds over the course of you know three and a half hours, I think it's, I think it's really good for the NFL. Uh, it's good to bring more fans in. And look, it, it's supposed to be fun. It's a, it's a violent, brutal, tough game. We should be bringing in as much fun as possible because it's not all that way. And we want look, we want to entertain. It should be a major part of our goal. 180,000 social media followers right there with Jim Zoki. You know, right there with oh, the yeah, greatest yeah, numbers yeah. of people greats. following. All the greats. <laughs> hey, I got right. followed by Sergeant Slaughter today. so <laughs> You might. I haven't heard from the Sarge officially yet, but we'll see. <laughs> so uh, we're going to take a break. Uh, J.J. Jansen is with us, uh, Carolina Panthers long snapper. Uh, going to stay for one more segment sure. before you head down the hall. Welcome back. News Talk 1110 WBT. Bo and Beth, David Chadwick, Jim Zoki. And we have in-house Panthers long snapper J.J. Jansen. 
Good to see you as always. That's two applauses. I'm, yeah. This is making me feel really Beth, good. Beth claps with heavy hands. They're yeah. really loud. I'm apparently the loudest clapper in the history of the world. That's fantastic. <laughs> you know, uh, JJ, you were talking as we were heading to break about uh, the Swifty effect on this Super Bowl. And there's some, you know, purists, NFL purists, and, who are saying, oh, I'm so tired of hearing about Taylor Swift. Again, the NFL's not tired of hearing about Taylor Swift because of the number of extra eyes that have been on all of these games that she's attended. And, you know, if you add up the number of seconds, it's not really that much. It's just, you know, some people want to get bent out of shape about this kind of thing. I don't think it's hyperbole because of this to say that this game on Sunday night has the potential to be the highest highest rated anything in the history of media. Yeah. Because if you take the game that's already the number one show on TV every year and you add her contingent of fans that would not care otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm not saying it will, but I'm saying it has the potential. So this could be, uh, I mean, anybody who's connected with this, whether it's advertisers or your usher at halftime. Or I what- was about to say, like, he's the real, he's going to get the real benefit of this because a lot of the Swifties have no clue who Usher is. So they, they will now. They will now, yeah. <laughs> and it's Ursher. <laughs> yeah. So on David Chadwick's show this week, uh, you're going to make your prediction about the game. So I'll hold off from that. Okay. But just in general, are you excited about this game? Do you? How do you feel about this game versus other ones that have come down the pike in recent years? You know, and of course, your favorite obviously was eight years ago. I can't believe it's been that long oh my since gosh, the yeah. Panthers were there. But this game as a matchup, are you liking this? I think it's a really good matchup, and I think it's going to be a little bit different because I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And the reason I think that is the strength of Kansas City's team is actually their defense um, in particular. And the weakness in their strength is the run game. I think both teams are going to attack the other team by running the ball. That's, that's where the weaknesses are. And so I would anticipate it being a little bit of a lower scoring, lower possession game. And um, with again, it would it would be a very good thing for the NFL if we could get a very close game, maybe an overtime game. That would make for a lot of fun. But again, I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes. San Francisco is a fantastic team. I just I just anticipate this being a little bit more of a slower paced game. If it turns into a shootout, which isn't my prediction, but if it turns into a shootout, I would never bet against Patrick Mahomes. I just don't see that for this one. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a slugfest than people think. What is it like for you watching a Super Bowl? I mean, I know because you've been to a Super Bowl. Do you sit there with popcorn and snacks? or <laughs> Are you stressed out or do you have to walk out of the room because you know what they're going through? So I love it. I have a blast. My wife will not watch Super Bowls anymore because she remembers that, that experience in San Francisco as being so stressful and obviously ending with a loss being so dramatically sad. She's like, she she identifies with all the wives and girlfriends that are there supporting their husbands. So she are, identifies with Taylor Swift. She, she, yeah, she's more she's more on the Taylor Swift side, and it's just it's just all the pressure, all the buildup, all the excitement, and then you're playing this three and a half hour game that sort of determines legacies, right? Like Kansas City, Patrick Mahomes, he's trying to chase Tom Brady, right? Travis Kelsey, maybe the most other than Gronk, maybe the most uh, decorated tight end of in NFL history. On the other side, you've got Kyle Shanahan, who everyone pretty much says now is the best coach in the NFL currently, right? There's Andy Reid, there's Bill Belichick, but everyone thinks Kyle Shanahan's the guy you want to model your team after, but he's never won a Super Bowl and he's had two fourth quarter leads and he's lost them. And so that pressure's mounting, right? So there's going to be a lot of angst. I really am looking forward to a close fourth quarter game. I want to see what Kyle Shanahan does in the fourth quarter as all that pressure that we're talking about keeps mounting and mounting. 
and and then of course my wife will be gone because she won't be able to stand watching any of that um, because she will be personally identifying with all the stress she felt eight years ago in Santa Clara. Of course, we all know uh, Kyle Shanahan's defensive coordinator. Well, Steve Wilkes, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, and even though Sam not, Darnold, I was saying, even though he's not playing Sam Darnold, these are all guys that were really well liked uh, with this organization. Here, does that kind of have you? Wanting to see them get that Super Bowl title, absolutely. So on on that side, obviously, there's all those all those guys, and we think the world of Wilksy and Christian and Sam, like those those are fantastic human beings and deserve to win a Super Bowl. You know, he's already won a couple, but one of my good friends is Harrison Butker, who was here in 2017, and and so. It's kind of becoming old hat for me to text him congratulations on another Super Bowl. One of those great draft picks. We, <laughs> we had an and, embarrassment um, of riches at kicker at that time. And <laughs> we certainly did. And, um, and so there's always, there's always people that you know in the game, and you're pulling for them individually. Uh, I probably feel more towards San Francisco because we know so many people. Again, I've known Steve Wilkes for 20 years and um, going all the way back to Notre Dame. So I'm pulling for him. I'm pulling for his defense to play really well. Uh, that'd be great for him. And then obviously Christian, um, probably the best non-quarterback in the NFL and has been for a long time. Um, I don't want anything bad to happen to Purdy, but if Sam could somehow get in and throw a winning no, that's, touchdown. That's my pick, is he turns an ankle and just to cap off the Panthers season that wasn't Sam Darnold off the bench, three <laughs> touchdown passes. That would, to I, I, I don't, I don't, look, I think Purdy's fantastic. <laughs> I don't want a single thing to happen, but but if somehow maybe they'll have two quarterbacks in on, on a play and Sam can throw a touchdown, that would be great because, again, another terrific human being. Brock Purdy, uh, game changer or game manager? Um, <laughs> I, I, look, I think. Look, I, it depends on your def. It depends on your definition, right? Like, I understand what Cam's saying, right? There are certain guys that the whole world operates through that player. Cam is one of those guys. Josh Allen's one of those guys. Uh, Patrick Mahomes is one of those guys. But even if you look at Patrick Mahomes, he's being asked, "Hey, the offensive weapons are not the same this year. The team is built through the defense." That was a decision that they made two years ago when they traded. Uh, Tyreek Hill and got all those picks, and then they nailed all those picks. Look, Patrick Mahomes is being asked to be a game manager. Now, is he going to run around, scramble, make a big play? Absolutely. But he's being asked to be a game manager. Uh, Brock Purdy is a game manager in the sense that he's got weapons and a scheme. But make no mistake about it, what he's being asked to do, not everyone can just do it. He's highly accurate. He's really smart. He had three big scrambles in the NFC Championship game. I, I just think we're we're sort of saying, hey, he's a game. We're asked. I think of game manager as, hey, don't lose this game. He's not being asked to not lose this game. If you look back at the last seven years of Kyle Shanahan, it is run, play action, and the quarterback is. In the NFC Championship game four years ago, Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball eight times. They're in shotgun 50% of the time. And when a team goes into shotgun, they're saying, our quarterback's going to beat you. So the fact that Kyle Beth Shanahan was just saying that before you walked in, the I room. said that exact same thing. <laughs> Did you really? It's yeah. so weird. So so, so <laughs> when so when Brock Purdy's standing back there, w- let's watch the first half of the game. If Brock Purdy is standing back there with either in shotgun or what we call empty, meaning there is no running back, that's Kyle Shanahan saying, "I believe Brock Purdy can beat the Kansas City Chiefs." Now the weakness of the Chiefs is their run game, so I expect them to run the ball like that. That's what I would expect San Francisco to do, but. Kyle Shanahan is telling you Brock Purdy is a game uh, 
what are we doing? A game changer, game changer. not a game manager. I always well, said that about Beth because I have that same look when you guys talk about politics <laughs> as she has right now on her face talking about a shotgun. And this has been a great conversation with J.J. Troutman. I mean, it's been awesome. <laughs> 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 All right, look, can we uh, reconvene with you maybe sometime later in the year after you've met Dave Canales and get your thoughts on all that? We'll do, absolutely. That'd okay. be great. I'll, I'll probably have a ton more energy, too, after meeting him. What? <laughs> I can't imagine you with a ton more energy. This well, room will explode. That's that's what we're going for. Hey, cool, cool, cool. It's great to see you. Thank Thanks, you. Guys. The David Chadwick Show, Appreciate Sunday, it. 8 o'clock. More of where this came from. Yeah, and if you want to know JJ's prediction, tune in around 8.50 <laughs> uh, on Sunday morning, and he'll give you his prediction. It's very, very interesting. Thanks to everybody. We're up against the clock. Uh, we got to go back to the news center. We'll uh, talk to everybody on the flip side.